Welcome to the Around the Cauldron podcast, your mystical water cooler where we avoid work and chat about all things magic and metaphysics. You know, the shit you can't talk about with your other friends. I'm your host, Eliza. And I'm your host, Grace. We're bi-coastal BFFs and practitioners broadcasting from Boston and LA, ready to get witchy and woo with all of you. Hello, mystically minded witchy and woo. We're back with you here at the Cauldron Cooler to talk about something that I've um, seen a lot in uh, witchy and metaphysical circles, manifestation. I am stoked about this because I need to manifest some shit like, whoa. Ugh, same. So we're going to talk about manifestation and I think there's some at least from my point of view, some misinformation about manifestation out there. So I'm hoping to clear some of that up in what I'll talk with everyone about today. But as per usual, we're going to start with a card poll and Eliza's going to do that for us. So today I decided since we're doing manifestation, I believe it made sense to use my believe in your own Oracle deck. Oh, cool. And I don't remember, have I used this one before? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, wait, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you have because I, I remember thinking that the art was really cool. The art is really, really cool. I love it. Um, it's by Amanda Lovelace with artwork by Janaina Medeiros. And it's super cool and modern and I love it. And it's for all bad bitches out there. Uh, so if you're looking for an Oracle deck, I totally recommend it. So this is what message we got. So the card is gray which is funny because grace and i have a thing about gray cats so that's the first thing that i thought endings are inevitable Mm -hmm. and so we've got very atmospheric card it's very atmospheric we've got a witch sitting at the edge of a pier looking toward the sky and there's a little ship in the sky And she's got a tear coming down her face. So endings are inevitable. And she looks sad, but toward the horizon, the ship looks very hopeful. Yes, the colors of the sky are very hopeful. And despite being sad, she looks beautiful and she's kind of reaching out toward the horizon. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of this understanding that something has ended, but that doesn't necessarily mean for the worse. And we are allowed to mourn things that we lose, but that also means that that leaves room for new things to come. So So with that, I am going to see what the book has to say about it. Gray. Endings are inevitable. As humans, we tend to see things in black and white, forgetting to account for all the gray in between. There's someone in your life who's begun to fade away, or maybe they're gone altogether now. Don't fight it. Real relationships are not the same as the fairy tales we know and love. There are no neat and tidy bows to tie things up at the end, leaving you satisfied. Acceptance isn't easy, but it's a thing you need to work toward. We create our own closure. So when I read that and I see this card, I I feel like this transcends just what the immediate, you know, relationship connotation uh, means. So I, I feel like it's... It can relate to a lot of different things, right? Like it can relate to circumstances. It can relate to jobs. It can relate to people. It can relate to anything. Personally, I keep getting uh, this card for Grace, actually, a message about finding her new uh, familiar, the return of her familiar. I feel like I'm getting a hit to tell you that to keep your heart open because she's coming back. Well, so this is going to probably knock you on your ass with its validation. Oh, man. 
but we have been on no I'll preface this by saying historically we have gotten all of our pets free for you know family members from shelters uh-huh. um, so this is the only time we have not and I recently learned I'm allergic to cats this cat is not a um, it has uh, doesn't have that protein that makes people allergic oh yeah yeah she's hypoallergenic <laughs> yeah so we are we've been on a wait list to get a Siberian cat um, Siberian forest cat so these cats are they can be up to 20 pounds. Oh, those are the huge ones. Oh my God. I love yeah. those. And we learned this week <laughs> that our um, our future kitty that we haven't met yet, we don't know if it'll be a boy or a girl, will be available in a few weeks to us. <gasps> oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. That's going to be wonderful. And the guy who is sort of in charge of everything, he was telling us about his favorite cat who follows him all around the house, like favorite kitten in the litter, who follows him all around the house and sort of flops over onto its side for belly rubs, which is exactly <gasps> what my oh, Elsa. do. So I don't know if that's the cat we're getting, but I sort of um, just have a sense that it is a return. That's that's the first thing I thought when I saw this card. The first thing I thought was Elsa. And so she's, she's coming back to say that, don't worry, you don't have to wait much longer. She'll be, she'll be coming back to you. Yay. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. Well, there you have it, folks. Synchronicities all around all the time here at the cauldron. I also love this card for today's episode topic, manifestation, because manifestation is not as cut and dry as I think we're sort of led to believe. It's a lot messier than setting your intention and calling it in. And and it's not really a linear process. (laughs) It's not as transactional as we might like it to be. Right. It's not asking you shall receive, unfortunately. It doesn't really work exactly that way. Yeah. And so sometimes we have to do some learning around some endings so that we can refine um, what we're manifesting and get a little bit closer to our ideal manifestation each time, which we'll go into a little bit more. So what the heck is manifestation? Why would you want to do it? And how do you do it effectively? Because it sort of seems like a tricky ass thing to complete. Um, and yeah, then, I've been trying to manifest some money for a long ass time. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. I gotta tell you. <laughs> and so, and, and also, what does it mean, you know, when negative things show up in your life? You know, did you manifest that somehow? So we're going to cover all of those questions today. And I have today's notes in sort of a question and answer format, because this felt like a kind of a messy topic to move through. And that's kind of how my brain organized it all. So what's manifestation? That's the first question we're going to answer. In short, manifestation is calling something into your life using intention setting and belief. So some people think of it in terms of the law of attraction, which is our ability to attract to ourselves the things that we focus on. I'm going to come back to the law of attraction concept at the end, because I think describing manifestation like this sometimes brings up the additional worries about, you know, self-blame when we experience painful events and feelings. And it's also part of why I felt it was so important to do the episode that we did a few weeks ago now about the spirit spirit spark and how important it is to feel all of your feelings and learn from them. Mm. So just putting the definition out there one more time, manifestation is using your intention setting and belief to call things into your life. And then the important part, I think, is that you're doing it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So why would you want to do it? My, my returning question is why not? Why wouldn't you want to do it? You know, in the context of the universe, we are very powerful beings. Um, yes, we have spirit guides and things that we agreed to learn before we got here, depending on your belief system. 
but ultimately you have the power to change your mind. You could fire your spirit guides if you want and ask for new ones if they aren't doing their jobs. Um, you can decide that there are different things that you want to learn now that you're here. So this idea of, you know, uh, am I destined to have things in my life? Did I manifest it? Or is it, you know, something I um, agreed on beforehand is part of where the mess comes into. Hold on a second. You can fire your spirit guides? Oh, yeah. Have you fired spirit guides before? I haven't, but they're doing their jobs. If you have, so if you're working on developing your intuitive awarenesses and... This is just a very bare bones example. Let's pretend that you call on your guides to help you at nighttime, turn the business light off so that you can get some sleep and they are constantly falling down on the job, which means you are constantly not getting sleep. You can say, hey, spirit guides, you sort of suck at your job. You're fired and I'm calling on spirit to give me new ones. Dang, interesting. Good to know. Mm -hmm. So returning to the, you know, why would you not? tap into manifestation you know why not use the power of your intention and belief to draw shit to you that you really want yeah why wouldn't you what's the fun of magic if you can't use it to bring good shit into your life seriously but personally i don't think it happens by the magic of intention and belief alone it also requires action on our part so the action of growing in our self-awareness are you know are approaching things with a curiosity and a willingness to learn those are actions that we can take and then taking you know 3d concrete real life steps that are aligned with our intention and belief so you in other words you can't just be like i want to i want to manifest a new car but then you spend all your money on everything else <laughs> so essentially it's similar to the uh judeo-christian belief of god helping those that helps themselves yeah i think so a little bit yeah So as you might imagine, there are a lot of ways that you can approach manifestation and practices that can be supportive of the process. And of course, I'm going to talk about working on your energy as part of the supportive things that you might do. In terms of manifestation, you might also see the word frequency, especially if you're working or you have been someone who's worked with the law of attraction. I just call it energy. So taking on energy practices can help you more effectively tackle staying self-aware being open and willing to learn, being tuned into your authenticity so that you're interacting with the world in a way that's aligned with what you're calling into your life. And I sort of thought of it this way. Like if you were a car, because your body is your vehicle in this life. So if you were a car, using energy practices helps keep the windows of your car clean. So you're 100% in tune with your wants, needs, and able to identify learnings and actions in line with what it is that you're manifesting. Well, that makes a lot of sense too, kind of hearkening back to when we did our ancestor episode. Um, one of the most important ways to honor ancestors and honor your lineage is to live authentically. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of authenticity and living your life authentically, I feel like transcends all manner of practice and spirituality. And it's, it's so much at the heart of what we're trying to achieve as spiritual beings and really at the heart of everything that we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's pretend like on the other side of the other side of the coin, let's pretend that you don't do energy practice as part of your manifestation. Does it mean that it's impossible to manifest? No, but it is like driving a car with a few foggy windows. So, you know, you can only see clearly out of a few of them, which means you might be driving with some potential blind spots that could make manifesting a little bit more difficult. Uh, Crystals can also be helpful. Different crystals are aligned to different um, energy uh, waves or frequencies, uh, which can be heightened when the crystals are in something like a crystal grid in a certain room of your house. So 
um, let's, you know, we'll pretend that um, I'm taking on a job search and focusing on manifesting or aligning my attentions, belief, and action in service of a new job that pays more than my last one. I might seek out crystals for self-confidence, money, clarity, and then create a grid in the room where I'll do my job searching. So is there a process? I sort of feel like everyone has their own process. And I have always thought that it's okay to pick and choose different parts of different processes, <laughs> make one that's your own. Other folks, I think, feel um, more settled by taking on a process that, you know, lots of people follow, you know, to the letter. But this is mine. So here's the process that I follow. So step one, I set intentions with the new moon. I literally decide on the thing that I want and I write down a sentence that captures its essence as though it's already part of my life right now or using I am statements, just sort of the present tense. So if I wanted to manifest money, I might write something like, I always have more money than I need and I receive it in unexpected ways. Hmm. If I wanted to manifest self-love, I might write something like, I'm worthy of all love, including my own. So everything is very present tense, very, um, you know, in this moment, connecting with the energy as though it's already here. Because as we've talked about before, as multidimensional beings, there are realities for us that exist in other places, other times. And so if you can imagine it, it's likely that you've already had this thing that you're trying to manifest somewhere else at some other time. So you're just connecting it to the timeline that you're on now. Second step, I get in touch with my spirit guidance. So I ask the cards or a channel around, um, you know, what I need to keep in mind that will best support the intention that I've set. So if I want to manifest money and I've written down my intention, I always have more money than I need and receive it in unexpected ways. I might turn to my cards and say, what do I need to keep in mind to to manifest this in my highest good? You know, so in other words, you know, where are my foggy windows? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good analogy. (laughs) Where are my foggy windows, spirit, so that I um, am not getting in my own way? And step three, I get in touch with the energy and feeling of the intention, specifically how I will feel when it joins me in this timeline. So this can look a couple of different ways. There's an energetic timeline practice that I've trained in um, as part of just general timeline work, and I might use that. And it's essentially a gridding the um, timeline that you're tapping into from that other somewhere else that we just talked about and energetically connecting it to my timeline now so that it's sort of like a train track connection mm-hmm. and I'm all set to just travel the, the timeline that I want. Or more often I get into meditation, visualize myself in the future. Every detail, what do I look like? What am I wearing? You know, are there smells where I am? Is there, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's the temperature where I am? Am I in a building? Am I outside? What's the expression on my face? What do I feel like in my body? What emotions do I have? Um, and I feel into all of those things as though I have already the thing that I'm manifesting in my life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So kind of like daydreaming with intention. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that inner critic, because we all have it very naturally, comes in and it tries to say things like, you know, for one reason or another, this is impossible. You can't have this thing. And so that's why I think it's important to be able to tell that inner critic, you know, this is in a timeline in some dimension somewhere, and I've already had it, and I'm just bringing it into my, you know, my present experience. The fourth step is that I affirm that I am open to all that I have just intended and felt, or something better, because I don't want to exclude the possibility (laughs) 
<laughs> spirit saying, well, we had something better in store, but I guess if you don't want that, we'll, we'll put it on pause for now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Give me all the good things, please. <laughs> yeah. So I want all the things that I've just intended and felt into or something better. And step five is to rinse and repeat steps three and four often because it's a practice. You know, you're, um, you're intending um, and feeling into the energy of that thing that you want and have often so that it's um, more firmly gritted to your present time life. Eliza, do you follow a specific practice for manifestation yourself at this time already? Um, so my biggest challenge is consistency. So repetition, I really suck at. And this is a thing I'm actively trying to work on. One of the ways that I like to manifest is, um, and I think I've mentioned this before, I really like candle magic because I find that it um, helps focus my intentions a little bit. So what I'll do sometimes is I'll take a candle color appropriate. If I'm able to, I will make sure that the day of the week, the moon phase, etc., is also appropriate. Sometimes I will dress it, I will carve things into it, and then I will say a little incantation and let it burn down as far as I can. And that is kind of oftentimes my intention or my manifestation ritual that's very like directed. There are things that I do like sometimes when I'm cooking and stuff, when I'm using specific herbs, like I've mentioned before, um, I will mention a purpose I would like them to contribute to. Um, but in terms of actual manifestation of a specific thing, I often have to do it through a small ritual of lighting a candle, setting intention, focusing on that, and then kind of letting it go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm remembering the kitchen witchery episode that we did not long ago and thinking about everyday practices and you know what might support this this manifestation process and I know we talked about two of those tools being energy work and um, crystals but it's also occurring to me that an easy one easy way to incorporate consistency into the manifestation and drawing things energetically to you is um, the stirring of uh, any liquid beverages that you might consume in mm -hmm. a, I think I'm getting this right, a clockwise rotation, Correct. right? So you'll stir clockwise if you want to attract something and stir counterclockwise if you're trying to release something. Amazing. So yeah. I am thinking of, um, you know, even just stirring water, not necessarily putting anything in it, although I'm sure totally. you could, but stirring it in a clockwise, um, you know, manner and, and just intending that you are calling the thing that you're working on manifesting do you? Totally. Love that. So sometimes I hear people ask additional questions like these. And I've asked myself this next question <laughs> a lot. Why isn't my manifestation working? <laughs> why, <laughs> why have I not received my million dollars? Why have I not received my, my new car? Whatever it is. And as I was saying at the beginning, you know, in my mind, what I remind myself of is that manifestation isn't a linear transaction, you know, such that I want something. So I go through my process and then I have it. What's more realistic, I personally feel is that you want something, you go through your manifestation, manifestation process, you might have some crappy experiences or get a little bit of the thing that you're working on, but not the full deal. So we do some learning 
and we refine our intentions and then we set them again in service of getting closer to the goals that are most in line with our authentic center because we're constantly evolving as human beings and how we learn about ourselves so we're constantly learning about our wants needs and desires and we get a little bit closer to manifesting better and more accurate feeling things every time you know we just stick with it mm-hmm. what's your sense about you know manifestation working or not working um I think that timeline is a really good thing to pay attention to because naturally it's easy for us to get frustrated and I get frustrated and I definitely want what I want and I want it now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to realize that, you know, it's not happening in my timeframe. It's happening in the universe's timeframe. And it might be a thing that I am actually manifesting, but it's going to happen at the appropriate time. And maybe I think that whatever I'm manifesting needs to happen right now. And maybe universe is like, you can have this, but if you have it now, it will not turn out the way that you want it. We're going to have to wait a little bit. So it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. which definitely goes against my superhuman idea of, you know, wanting things to happen right when I want them to. (laughs) (laughs) Of like, um, you know, when you get a reading and the reader tells you, um, you're going to get a new job. And so then every day after that, you're like, well, it's the day to day I'm going to get my new job. Like, why yeah. have my new job yet? Realistically, you're going to get a new job probably at some point in your life. <laughs> yeah. <it's true. laughs> Just because they said it in your reading doesn't mean that it's supposed to happen, you know, tomorrow or next week or next month. It's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Again, in the uh, Judeo-Christian phrasing, you can always say it happens in God's time. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know? Unfortunately, that's one of those things that transcends. It doesn't matter what you believe in, but <laughs> things don't happen necessarily in the time frame you want them to. They happen in the time frame that they are supposed to happen. Divine timing, right? You know, I also Divine sort of think time. that um, timing in other dimensions, places must work differently than it does here. It can't be the same everywhere. No, I mean, it, 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 well, yeah, it can't be, right? Yeah. I think we just learned pretty recently that the the dis- the, so the time that it would take, like if you sent a text message on Mars, mm-hmm. it would take six minutes before it got here. That is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not Holy moving to Mars anytime soon, but it's a pretty interesting no, no, thing to think you. about, right? That is nuts. Mm-hmm. Fucking science, man. So it's... when we have people who are eventually living on Mars, those of us everywhere who get frustrated by people not responding immediately will have to... <laughs> it takes six minutes for a text message right. to go from Mars to the U.S. You're like, God, I need a response now. I know. Um, so another question that people ask is around, um, uh, you know, they sort of think about the, you know, what are the limits of manifestation is kind of the essence of this question, I think. I want to be a famous singer or I want to be a billionaire. Can I manifest that? And here's where I think is, you know, most important to focus on the feeling part of the process because, I think, you know, a lot of the truth is that there's an essence in these wants that helps us refine our intentions. A lot is required to be a famous singer or a billionaire. (laughs) Lots of aligned action. You know, if I, if I'm someone who doesn't have a great singing voice to start out with, it's probably going to take me many years of singing lessons (laughs) before I'm auditioning (laughs) for any competition shows or something like that. (laughs) You know, I'm not discouraging anyone by all means stick with it, but what I am saying is to focus on how you would feel as a famous singer, 
how you would feel as a billionaire, right? Like, would you feel seen? Is that the goal of being a famous singer? Is that you feel seen and recognized by other people? Um, is it that you feel secure as a billionaire? Is that the essence that's in that intention? Because feeling seen and secure seems like the authenticity to use um, when setting your intention, you know, creating those statements about uh, things being in your present. Like I, I am manifesting X because I feel X thing that you want to feel that comes as a result of that thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. I hadn't thought about that. That's really, that's a good idea. Also, isn't there something to be said for, unfortunately, we don't always get what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also a thing. You can do as many rituals as you want. You can do all of the intention setting. You can meditate, dress your candles, do everything in the entire world, have every single stone that could possibly be a conduit for what you're looking for. Sometimes the universe just says, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately. Sometimes the it's universe a thing. is just an asshole. No. Nah. Yeah, sometimes the universe <laughs> is just an asshole. So, you know, the other thing is that we do have to let go a little bit of some control in the process when we're saying that we're opening to what we're manifesting. So we're, we're looking for manifesting what we've intended or something better. Perhaps the something better doesn't look exactly how we might think it, it would look. And it's instead what we need at a given moment. Um, and, you know, that, that thing that we need in a given moment is different from the big sky intention that we started with. So for example, if we're talking about being the famous singer, perhaps what we end up manifesting in the here and now in this you know, more immediate moment is feeling seen by a friend or a loved one at a critical moment in our development. If we're talking about the security of the intention of being a billionaire, maybe the benefit that we get from that manifestation in, in the more immediate here and now future is a tax refund that helps cut our debt in half and offers us relief and security right now. The something better is our opening to the universe for some of this, this stuff. And then our willingness to be curious about the things that happen in our lives helps us find some learning there. You know, did I really want to be a billionaire or did I really just want to get rid of my debt? Because now that my debt is gone, I feel like, I feel like a billionaire already. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, it's, it's a lot of psychology if you think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like what why like really digging down it's like shadow work too and mm-hmm. it, it's it's really finding the deep root of you know your your heart's desire and saying but really why mm-hmm. yeah and it gets us a little bit closer to the self-knowledge gets us a little bit closer to our conception of our belief systems and and that we can be more specific about the manifestations so that they truly are like everything is lining up the intention the belief and then the aligned action yeah so my my favorite and probably a very confusing question I say favorite in a a kind of a ironic way but is about having painful experiences in life bad things that are painful have happened did I manifest that um so we'll take a simple example first right if I eat Twinkies every day and land some health problems there may be some personal responsibility that I could take in that case. <laughs> no. <laughs> Impossible. In that case, I'm sort of taking advantage of myself and treating myself poorly. 
some might say in the long That's run true. i'm sure that it, you know in the moment i'll think that i'm treating myself pretty well <laughs> it's true but also unexpected shitty things and sometimes really horrible shitty things happen in life so i just want to be very clear to our listeners if someone is abusing you inflicting trauma on you is not your fault and you're not responsible for their terrible horrific behavior absolutely and one more time you are not responsible for people's shitty behavior toward you and that is such an important thing to remember you don't deserve you don't ask for you don't manifest that kind of shit someone has abused their free will very egregiously from my point of view And the universe can be a dick, but the universe would never have you manifest abuse. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that the universe will in any way unintentionally help you manifest something that is not in your best interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that brings us to an ancillary question, which is, so where is our responsibility? And this is where I'm tying back to the spirit spark episode so we are responsible for feeling all of the feelings and using the the understandings that we've come to about life and ourselves sometimes with support from helping professionals to connect with and set intentions for our healthy happy future so that when these shitty horrible things if they happen in life don't derail you from um from the benefit of of reclaiming your future. So I've read questions like this in the past. I was working on manifesting a loving relationship. My new partner is abusive. Did I manifest that? Again. Absolutely not. You did not cause someone else to violate your space or you. Now, remember when we talked about aligned action, sometimes horrible shitty things happen. And we're not, you know, I'm not saying that lightly, but we could, you know, we could spend time asserting that there were missed flags or something like that. But sometimes there really aren't like you could have a perfectly great relationship. Your partner gets into a car accident. The result is that they have a traumatic brain injury and become unpredictable and aggressive. So what we can say is that here's an instance where getting some support and thinking through the complexities of where things are is an aligned action, supporting your original manifestation intention and your intrinsic value as a human being well put so this is sort of where i stray and deviate from the law of attraction process that talks a lot about you know only being able to have things in life that you believe you can have there's like this implicit onus on another on on the manifester um that kind of like says that brings up these questions you know like so is it uh is it some lacking belief that, you know, brought this abusive person into my life? Is it um, that my frequency isn't high enough? And and that's why. So I'm attracting things of a low frequency instead. And I do not think it's fair, reasonable, or a true reflection of living in a human experience to tell people that they can only access manifestation if their frequency is high, their desires are unwavering, and their beliefs you know, are, are only, you know, at the, the apex of where they could possibly be. As someone with significant and diagnosed mental health issues, I find that really offensive. Mm-hmm. I find it really offensive that someone would suggest that because I suffer from 
severe depression and anxiety that because of the things that I constantly fear as a result of my shitty brain chemistry, that I am manifesting negativity. Mm -hmm. That seems so shitty. It's fucked up. (laughs) It's really fucked up, right? Like granted, so I do understand and I do believe there is something like negative self-fulfillment. I believe that's a thing. And I believe that there is a fine line, but I, I don't know, man. You know, like, like I do believe there's negative self, self-fulfillment. self Like, if you constantly tell yourself, like, I'm just going to end up a drug addict and die. Like, sure, if you keep telling yourself you're going to be a drug addict and die, I'm certain that will probably happen. But having fears and negative expectations as a result of just how your brain works, that seems real shitty. Right. That seems like some fucking... Sunset Boulevard, goop blog, fucking, you know, witch aesthetic bullshit that probably came from LA that I hate. <laughs> well, it's why it it's the, to me, it's the difference. It's where the aligned action is important. And, and also that we can't ignore parts of our holistic experience. Like they're there for a reason, perhaps. Mm-hmm one of perhaps um i'm not going to say definitively but it's possible right that Mm -hmm. um one of the things that we contracted for before we got here is this experience of depression maybe and what can we learn about that what can we learn about living with it well we're still not going to learn anything if we pretend that it's not there or Mm -hmm. you know we're not going to be available parts of ourselves that we need to be available are not going to be available to learn if we're beating ourselves up about it all the time. So that's where the, in terms of manifestation, the aligned action is different for every person, for everything. So um, I have also dealt with, with depression. And part of that is learning different ways to have self-talk, to have conversations with myself about what's possible. And that's an aligned action that I can take. Precisely. Right. But fuck the rest of it man like this I think is a bit it's like a bit of a damaging perfectionist point of view and like really reinforces all or nothing thinking so like if we aren't high then we're like if our frequency isn't high then we're somehow low and like unworthy of what it is we're working on manifesting and it's just not true yeah I mean I'm sorry anybody who's who's had like a big bout of depression at any point you think your frequency is real high nah no it's not does that mean that you're incapable of accessing spirit and your personal ability? Absolutely not. And I feel like it's so shitty and elitist and gatekeepery to say that you can't. Also, must be real nice to feel like you live your life in a way where you can maintain a high vibration at all times. I know. <laughs> Fucking do you never have a bad thing happen to you? Like, I'm sorry, have you never been through trauma? Because if you haven't, holy shit, you haven't lived right. <laughs> until I think you've been through some trauma. Like escapism, spiritual mm-hmm. bypassing, all by itself. Yeah, which is basically my entire life <laughs> is escapism. <laughs> Let's be clear. So, oh, God. You know, so we allow ourselves to feel all the feels own all the feels, learn everything that we can from all of those feels and integrate them into our manifestation process. They don't 
exclude us from having one. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exclusionary thinking, I feel like is such an important thing to talk about, particularly with like something like manifestation, but just in general, in any kind of spiritual practice. I, I think that's just where we as human beings get into trouble in the first place is any of that kind of picking and choosing who can and can't access anything. I I don't know. Right. And who are we to really comment on the value of each other? Like, seriously. And anyone else's experience. Like, like, if you go to a reading and anyone says you can't do a thing, fuck that person. (laughs) That's not what you're there, what they're there for. Um, And a lot of people disagree with us and we'll be the first to say that, you know, not everybody in the spiritual community feels the same way about these things that we do, but, you know, we are going to uh, draw our line in the sand and say, fuck that shit. Yep. Shaking shit up, guys. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Shaking shit up. Come at us. Seriously. So this idea of higher or lower, you know, as we talked about before, is not a thing negative positive you know we we use our 3d experience and language to digest our feelings that way but um energy is energy and Mm -hmm. and all energy can um we can tap into the power of all energy uh and bring it into our manifestation process so so there yeah so take that law of attraction yeah take that (laughs) and i'm just shaking things up you know really it it you know okay so if we go back to the example of the car and having foggy windows and not being able and having blind spots because we have foggy windows how are we ever going to clear those windows if we don't learn about our blind spots right shadow work people you got to do it you got to do it you cannot put away parts of yourself and then and then be at your full manifestation capacity <laughs> like so law of attraction sorry guys you can kiss my ass yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and and it's annoying that that's what it's called too i think because there is something we said for the idea of the law of attraction, because that's what manifestation is, right? It's basically putting into practice the law of attraction through taking action. Um, but it, it's come to have this connotation that isn't necessarily accurate. I don't know. It's uh, shit's complicated. That's all I got to say about that. Let's rename it. Okay. It's the law. Yes. It's the law of possibility. Ah beautiful i like it the law of possibility it's not i am here for it so we are forever in a process of learning what we want to be possible Mm -hmm. what is possible and we are not excluded from possibility we all have access to possibility hell yeah i mean as as human beings we do fucked up shit for for uh you know possibility to be difficult for each other in different contexts Mm -hmm. and that's really unfortunate and hopefully a thing that we as a world will endeavor to change. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's not going to be in our lifetime, but hopefully, you know, someone out there. Yeah, yeah. But at the cauldron, <laughs> there is no exclusion. Nope. We love everyone. One big happy family. That includes a lot of talking shit. Yes, we realize that. <laughs> so I don't know, any law of attraction devotees, we don't want to exclude you. But we also think it's important to draw our line in the sand here because I don't, 
I just, it just hits me really hard when I see people in manifestation circles um, really taking on a lot of self-blame or, you know, trying to make sense with very good intentions, trying to make sense of the things that happen in their lives in a way that results in in carrying around more weight in their life, more personal responsibility than than they really do. And we all do have personal responsibility. I'm not suggesting that we release ourselves from that, but I think it lives in different areas than where you know, this particular manifestation system would have us believe. Agreed. And we would love to hear from you. So if you have any comments on this, positive, negative, or otherwise, we'd just love to hear it. So go ahead and post something on the Cauldron Cooler on Facebook or on Instagram, or send us an email telling us how much you think we're stupid. We don't (laughs) even care. We just want to hear from you. So if you feel so inclined, reach out and let us know what you think. So that's all we had for you guys today. Um, as Eliza mentioned, we would love to hear you, hear from you about this. And also, you know, if you have your own manifestation system or um, process that you follow, bring that into the Cauldron Cooler too, because we are all about sharing, um, you know, the witchy community guidance, right? Indeed. And just learning something new because we don't know everything contrary to popular belief. <laughs> We don't know everything. So yeah, share your thoughts. And with that, I think we are going to sign off until next time. See you guys. Take care, everyone. Thanks for avoiding muggle life with us at the Cauldron Cooler. If you like our magical banter, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever newfangled podcast platform the kids use these days. And tell your friends to give us a listen, real or imaginary. If you have any feedback, questions, or just want to say hi, you can email us at aroundthecauldronpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at around underscore the underscore cauldron and like our page on Facebook. I'm sure we'll do more social media things once we get the hang of all this nonsense.